Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. By the way, college basketball is starting, and the farewell tour for Mike Krzyzewski, Duke and Kentucky. Trying to think of the big names in college basketball, Monty Bates uh, going to Memphis. Uh, you know, as far as, who was my guy went to uh, Gonzaga? Jalen Suggs? No, no. Is Timmy? It Chet Hutchinson? Oh, yeah, yeah, Chet Holmgren. Holmgren, yeah, yeah, the seven footer. He can't be good. I've seen that guy before. I I watched a couple of his games, entire games, and uh, you know he can handle, he can shoot. Um, can he can he eat? He he needs to eat more, but he's uh, he he's got talent, but but he's going uh, going to Gonzaga. It'd be great if your problem was trying to put on weight. That'd be a good problem to have, right? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter, handle a DP show. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Spent a lot of time talking about what happened last night. Certainly, uh, the bigger picture should be Steelers had a hard time putting away the Bears. Justin Fields, uh, give him credit. He played well in the uh, final quarter there, not so much in the first three quarters. But there was the uh, taunting penalty on Cassius Marsh. This is how it sounded with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick on the mothership last night. I don't know, because the punter was running out, whether yeah. the official thought, but he wasn't even looking at the punter. He was looking, looking at the, the sideline. Side he wasn't looking at the punter. He wasn't talking to the punter. I mean, I understand the respect of the game. Like, 
He's looking at the bench. He just can't. And he's not he's not talking to the punter there. No, he's definitely not. Nope. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, they didn't agree with the call. I understand if that's the rule and it looked like he was taunting the other sidelines. I just thought the flag was late. Then you had the bump with the official. And here we are talking to Dean Blandino, Fox NFL and college football rules analyst, kind enough to join us. All right, Dean, um, what do you take away from that play? Yeah, it's certainly, look, this has been a point of emphasis. We've been talking about taunting. I always try to put myself in my old role. Okay, put, put yourself in the, in the position of the official. And, and from where Tony Carreni standing, he sees Marsh kind of walk toward the bench Maybe he thinks he's talking to Harvin, the punter, and, and it looks to him like taunting. It's been this point of emphasis, and he's going to throw his flag. Then you get the, the hip check, which I have a hard time explaining that. Um, I just think we've gone too far with this. You know, Tony mentioned in his, in his pool report that he was posturing. Look, he, to me, it looked like Marsh, maybe maybe he might have said something. I mean, he's he's 30 yards away. This isn't right at the bench area where he's jawing, getting up in somebody's face. I'd love to see more of him in somebody's face, especially in that situation where you're basically, it's a first down for the Steelers. That That's a tough one. And then you get the the contact at the end, which is, which is really difficult to explain. Do you think that the official tried to make contact with Cassius Marsh? I, you know, if if you sit here and ask me, do I think he intentionally? I would say no. I would say absolutely under no circumstances is he trying to make make contact with Marsh. But you watch the video, and it certainly looks like that way. I'm not in Tony's head. I don't know. I would I'd be shocked if that were the case. Uh, but you watch the video, and I'm not going to sit here and say some people won't think that. I, I don't think that's the case. But it's tough with the video the way it, the way it looked. I just didn't understand the timing of it, Dean, because if he did taunt, okay, there was ample time to throw the flag for taunting. Sure. The flag didn't really come out and go into the air until they made contact with each other. Yeah, and 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 Tony was very clear that the contact had nothing to do with the flag. And, you know, but if anything, it was Tony. Maybe he lost his balance. I don't know. It just didn't look good. But again, he's processing it. He's giving, maybe he's giving Marsh the opportunity. Okay, is he going to keep walking toward the bench area? I'm going to give him a chance to walk away, you know, let it play out. It is a big situation in the game. And uh, and I guess he felt that it, it crossed the line and, and now he's going to throw the flag and then you get the contact. It just, it's just not a great, it's just not a good deal when we're sitting here talking about something like that, when we should be talking about, like you said, the Steelers, you know, trying to put the Bears away, the Bears with a, with a great comeback, and we end up having an, an exciting finish. Because you know what would have happened if it was reverse, Dean. Oh, ejection, disqualification, out of the game, no question. Yeah. I I, I know that they're calling this, and there's an emphasis for this, but what was the groundswell that said, We've got to call these. We've got to really emphasize the taunting here. Yeah, and this is this has happened before at my time at the NFL. This came from the coaches subcommittee, which is a committee that works with the competition committee. It's made up of head coaches. You know, Andy Reid is the is the chair. There's coaches like Brian Flores and Mike Vrabel, who's now Vrabel's going to move to the competition committee next year. And they had 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 voiced some concern about the sportsmanship and and a and a kind of a lack of sportsmanship and more of the in-your-face taunting type stuff that wasn't getting called. 
And so I can understand that if you feel like there's actions that are not being called that are fouls by, by definition in the rule book, and we want to clean that up, that's great. And, and that's important. And we want to make sure, right? It's, it's player safety, number one, sportsmanship, number two, and then competitive equity, number three. But it feels like we've almost gone to a new standard for taunting that, that, that now it's not, it's, it's not so much cleaning up what we thought we were missing. Now it's like anything, anything that could be directed at an opponent posturing, we're, we're getting flags and the flags are up significantly. It's not, it's not like we have four or five flags a game. It's still less than one a game, but it just feels like the standard has changed. And I'm not sure if the competition committee is comfortable with that, great. Then, then they're not going to have to make any adjustments, but I'm not sure if they're going to be comfortable at the end of the year when they look at the whole picture. Yeah, I don't want to put more on the officials' plates. I don't want them to adjudicate, you know, I got to read into what is intent yeah. here. I mean, it's 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 already tough. It's the toughest sport to officiate, and now we've added intent. And I, I, I just think I'm worried that we're going to get to a playoff game, Dean. Like, this is a standalone regular season game. That's why we're talking about it. If this is a wild card game and you had a play like this, a moment like this, you know, that's how rules get changed. But this is, you know, then there's a big deal uh, with, you know, implications, money on it from gambling. You know, there's just, they, I don't know. I, I think yeah. they need to de-emphasize taunting. The officials get together here, halfway point of the regular season. Let's let's hit a reset button here, like we've done with holding before or pass interference before, where we maybe, you know, we, we slow it we slow it down a little bit. That's certainly possible, and then the competition competition committee has done that before, like you mentioned with holding. We've seen that in previous years, and and to get to give the officials, I think the officials have been really good over the years in understanding what is taunting and what is just the normal emotion. The normal, the normal kind of back and forth that happens during the game. They've been really good at that. And this feels like, like you said, we've given them another thing on their plate. And now, look, they're being told on training tapes every week, these taunting plays are highlighted. These are calls we need to get. And they're and it's hammered in. So if you have that somebody telling you, hey, you got to get these taunting calls, you're going to go out and you're going to look for that stuff. And that's what I feel like is happening to some extent. I feel like the officials are really good when you give them some discretion, say, hey, get the big ones, get the ones that's in your face, the obvious unsportsmanlike stuff, and the other stuff, the emotional stuff, um, let's let the game keep, you know, let that continue in the game. Let's not have 15-yard penalties impact games. We're talking to Dean Blandino, Fox NFL and college football rules analyst, but you can see the Steelers' defense run 60 yards together collectively down to the end zone, slide into the end zone and take a snapshot. Uh, yeah. I can watch Lamar Jackson do a cartwheel into the end zone or a somersault. That's not taunting. I know. And this is, and this has been, I remember talking to, to coaches, Bill Belichick, and he had the same thing. He said, we're letting everybody run into the end zone and doing these celebrations. And then we're going to ask the, the players on the other side to kind of temper their emotions. And it's, it's kind of, you can't have it both ways. And again, the emotion is good. You don't, the league is so cognizant of not, they do not like, there are people in, at 345 Park that do not like when they are called the no fun league. They don't like it. And so they're trying to allow the celebrations, allow some of that emotion. And now you turn around and you get a play like this or, or an emphasis like this that seems to be trying to, to, to keep the emotions in check. It's tough. It's tough when you tell players one thing in one area and then in another area, 
hey, you got to turn around and just walk away. Don't do anything that's going to give the official an opportunity to throw the flag. How often do officials get together at halftime and maybe stress, overemphasize, or de-emphasize something that's happened in the game? Oh, yeah. Halftime is for the officials is no different than the, than the players, the coaches, right? You make halftime adjustments as a coach, you know, with the players. Officials will do that. They'll talk about how what's the tenor of the first half, right? Is the game getting out of control? You know, is the game under control? Are we doing, you know, nothing really we have to adjust. So, so they'll have that conversation at halftime. Not that we're going to we're going to change how we officiate the game and the standard, right? That should be consistent. But certainly if certain things have happened in the first half that we need to be careful about, we need to adjust to, they're going to have that conversation during halftime. And, uh, you know, so they can go out in the second half and make sure that everything stays, you know, stays under control. NFL do anything today? I, I don't know. You know, for me, I, again, I think about myself in the same, in my old spot. And I would have had a, con a long conversation with Tony Carney last night about that game. And that's never good. And, and so they're going to review everything. They're going to go through it. I don't know what, you know, what's going to come out of that. I don't know if there's any further discipline or anything else from the game. But if you Obviously, were in your old spot, Dean, and you're having a yeah. conversation with Tony Carrenti after last night's game, what yeah. would you want to know? I, I'd want to know, hey, and this, and I know, I've known Tony Carrenti a long time, and he's a great man. He's been a great official for a long time. I go, Tony, what the heck happened on that Tony? Why, what did, what, why did you bump the player? What happened? Talk to me. Tell me what happened. I want to hear his perspective. Right, because I don't think he did it intentionally. But what happened? What was going through your mind? What was the thought process? You know, why did you throw the flag? How did that all play out? Let's talk about the the low block that you called earlier in the game. Let's talk about any other issues. You know, any issues with the coaches? We're just going to go through it because I wouldn't want to make any decisions on anything at, before talking to him, talking to the crew, and getting their perspective because this is a hard. Right, it's a hard job, like you said. It's it's this is one of the toughest professions. In, in, in not just sports and, and the evaluation, the, the scrutiny that they're under, it's so intense. And, uh, and look, sometimes we mess it up. Sometimes we screwed up. I screwed up when I was at the league office. Um, but there's a lot riding on these games and you want to you want to make sure that, that those, you know, you limit those, those times when there are, when there are mess ups. Ever have a head coach call you to complain about an official? Yeah. Oh, all the time. I had a head coach call me on Monday to complain about an official and I'm no longer at the league office. So it's uh that happens all the time. And, and look, their coaches, head coaches understand for the most part, they understand officials are going to make mistakes, right? They know coaches make mistakes. Players make mistakes. Officials make mistakes. What they don't tolerate, what they don't want is when it's poor communication, right? If I can't get, if I'm on the sideline and I can't get an answer from an official or a referee about something, if the communication is terse or, or it's, it's, it's disrespectful or anything like that. That's when coaches have a problem. And, and that's when it, it becomes about one official. It's not this official missed a hold. That's going to happen. It's this official isn't communicating with me. This official didn't, didn't give me the opportunity to, uh, you know, understand what was going on. And that happens quite a bit when coaches have that, you know, have that conversation. Do you think Ed Hockley will get enough credit for his arms and how Jack they were and the fact that he had, you know, his, his outfit enhanced that. I mean, he's the godfather of the uh, party pump before a game. He, he is. And, and that, and I hope that's not Ed's legacy because I think as we talk about communication, Ed was 
excellent at communicating. There were referees over the years, Johnny Greer, Gene Steratore comes to mind, Ed Hockley, that communicated with coaches. I never had an issue with a coach telling me that Ed Hockley didn't communicate. They might have said, He's, you know, asked about his tailor and if his tailor needed glasses because of the, you know, the way the shirt was, was cut. But, but Ed was great from a communication standpoint, and he really did a nice job in that area. Well, nobody cares about communicating. His legacy is the guns, and you know that, Dean. We're seeing that at all levels now. The college officials oh, I know. have the Ed cut going. Have you seen watch some of these games? I think there should be testing. I'm just saying that, uh, I know. I know. you know, the, no accusations, but just the eye test here, Dean. <laughs> See some guys a little bit jacked up here. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us on short notice. Great to talk to you again, bud. You got it, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. That's Dean Blandino, Fox NFL and college football rules analyst. By the way, the reaction to the uh, Monday night crew Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, they disagreed with the taunting call. They had this to say last night in the moment. I don't know, because the punter was running out, whether yeah. the official thought, but he wasn't even looking at the punter. He was looking, looking at the, the sideline. Side he wasn't looking at the punter. He wasn't talking to the punter. I mean, I understand the respect of the game. Like, he's looking at the bench. This can't. And he's not, he's not talking to the punter there. No, he's definitely not. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but he did look that way. He did walk that way. I would have, I, you know, you could have done the taunting for the karate kid thing, I guess. But I would have said, all right, he celebrated. He doesn't get moments like this, whatever. But walk to your sideline, celebrate with your team. He walked. He, he took a couple of steps towards Pittsburgh sideline. I, I'd throw the flag. I don't like throwing the flag, but I'd throw the flag. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. One of our good friends, Grant Hill, will join us. Coming up, what's he make of the Lakers situation right now with LeBron out and Russell Westbrook trying to do too much? And Steph Curry is spectacular. And so are the Golden State Warriors. Will it last? We'll talk some hoops with Grant Hill next here on the Dan Patrick Show. M-Drive's got something new. They always got something new. Great products at M-Drive. M-DriveDan.com. Try M-Drive Lean. Powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, Perform at their best, no matter what their age is. And you can do this in the morning. You know, that can be your breakfast. Mix it together with some fruit. You know, you're ready to go. M-Drive Lean is uh, the first of its kind. It's a protein powder formulated with Morosil. And that's a clinically tested blood orange extract. That supports reduction in weight, waist, weight size, uh, waist size, and weight size, and body mass. Uh, weight loss backed by real science to help fuel your daily drive. MDrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. MDriveDan.com. Try MDrive Lean. Shed the pounds, the extra pounds. Feel good. Perform at your best every single day. Lose weight, feel good. MDrive Lean. Don't let age beat you. Visit MDriveDan.com. Refind your prime with MDrive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hall of Famer Joe Montana will join us on the program tomorrow. H-773-DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We say good morning. Good morning to Grant Hill, seven-time NBA All-Star, works for Turner Sports, covering the NBA and the NCAA, two-time NCAA champ at Duke. Grant, how are you today, bud? Hey, Dan, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. The story you'll tell about Mike Krzyzewski to your grandkids is what? <laughs> he had a difficult last name to spell. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, forgive me. It took me till my junior year to learn how to spell it. No, I'm, I'm just, just, uh, you know, just an incredible coach. Obviously one of the great coaches in, uh, in but the is there of, one, a story where you got yelled at or that, that he started crying or something that stands out? 
You don't want to say to your grandkids, he was a great coach. You go, hey, you will not believe this. Here's the story. Yeah, I mean, look, I got yelled at frequently, particularly early on, um, you know, during my time there. I, you know, I, I think Coach K set the tone for me in my four years there at Duke in our very first meeting my freshman year. First day of school, first time the entire team uh, assembles together. And he established the vision for that team in that year uh, by putting the national champions on the board in the locker room. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking around the, the locker room, and I'm like, like, this team's not good enough to beat UNLV. <laughs> That's the first thing going through my mind. I mean, the team had lost three, three seniors from a, championship, or from a, from a team the, the year before. You had a young roster. Vegas was so dominant in the finals against Duke the year before, returned everybody. Uh, but Coach K said it in a way that by the end of that conversation, I believe, and I think all of us in that locker room believe, that we didn't believe we were championship material at that moment. But if we followed his plan, if we bought in, if we played for one another, you know, if we embodied what Duke basketball is all about, uh, that when it's all said and done, we'd have a chance to, to, to be champions. And we were. And uh, so his ability to sell, his ability to get you to buy in, is really his genius, Dan. And it's a farewell tour. Uh, it's going to be strange. I, I don't know how it's going to be for you. You know, you tune in and watch Duke basketball, and, you know, you're watching Coach K. But uh, John Shire taking over, and uh, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. It'll be very interesting. Uh, I, you know, obviously a lot of fanfare, a farewell tour. I mean, everywhere he goes, it'll be the last time. Last time in Charlottesville, last time at Clemson, last time, uh, you know, going to, to, to Carolina. And what's crazy is I would imagine some of these schools might even celebrate him or <laughs> honor him in some form or fashion. Can you imagine him getting honored in Chapel Hill? Oh, they're, they're absolutely going to honor him. They're going to be glad he's gone. <laughs> right? You, you might be right about that. You might be right Even about in that. Carolina, probably so. We spent a lot of time talking about the Steelers game with the Bears last night. And you know, I know you got a, a football background with your father, but it's just these run-ins you have with officials. Like, how many times would you feel like something was personal with an official or he was trying to get you or didn't like you? How often would that happen? You know, it, it, it didn't happen much. I mean, you know, you go back in the 90s in the NBA, you know, the officials, you could talk to them. You know, you could, you could have a discussion with them. You know, there was a respect they commanded. Uh, yeah, they, you know, you didn't always see eye to eye. Sometimes you got technicals. But, um, you know, I think we've moved away from that in some respects in all sports, not just in the NBA, but in NFL and uh, in various sports. And I think because of the TV coverage and, uh, the banter back and forth, the, the interactions, they've tried to limit that. Uh, and I think sometimes, you know, players need to be able to discuss things with, with officials in and, and, and the moment, the heat of the battle. Uh, we've changed the rules significantly. Uh, but back in the day, yeah, look, I mean, you know, there were times where, you know, I, I messed up. I, I was wrong. I shouldn't have yelled at you. I've, I've even been tossed. I'm not proud of that uh, back in the day. But, you know, it, it certainly seems like we've changed and we, we don't permit the interaction between players and officials and the rules sometimes can be very, very rigid. And certainly that was, you know, on display last night in that football game, which was very controversial down the stretch. I wonder how your career would have turned out 
if you were going to Duke now and you were a one and done, because you probably would have been a one and done, Coach K would have said, you know, what are you doing? Get out of here. How do you think your career would have been if you'd gone in as a freshman instead of after your senior year? It's a great question. Um, you know, I, I don't think I would have been as connected to, to Duke and maybe just, you know, you know, college basketball uh, like, like, you know, like I am now. I think, you know, the four years that we played in the early 90s, whether you liked Duke or you despised Duke, you know, you saw Duke. And, and people, I think, recall and remember those. And still 25, 30 years later, there's still documentaries and books and, and still, you know, still in people's, you know, uh, memories of those teams in those years. And it's hard to sort of capture that just in one year, I think, for some of these guys. Now, I think with the new name, image, and likeness, I would have relied less on Janet and Calvin uh, as a freshman. Uh, that's for sure. I would have, you know, instead of uh, stretching $20 for two weeks, I, I would have uh, possibly had more to deal with. What do you um, think you would have made, name, image, and likeness? Your freshman year. Oh, man. You know, I, I think the, the player I was as a freshman in today's environment with Duke and the, and the hype and the social media, I, I say a, at a minimum, and I'm, I'm going to be real conservative, I say six figures. Okay. Now, you know, and, what would Leitner have gotten? Oh, yeah, Leitner. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Leitner was so big. I mean, it was like I was the bass player. For you know, for uh, you know, a pop star. I mean, Leitner was larger than like. Look, Leitner was one of People Magazine's fifty most beautiful people his senior year. Uh, I mean, you 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 know. I mean, come on now. The trash talking both ways with that was was unreal. But Leitner was larger than life. Was was certainly a celebrity on campus. Uh, everyone loved him. Uh, sometimes we hated him. But uh, he was certainly uh, a star, and he would have, yeah, seven figures, maybe eight figures. I mean, he was that big. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan, he had Stephen King. Like, Stephen King, which is kind of odd, but Stephen King would come down to Durham and hang out with Christian Leitner. Wait, so the writer Stephen King yes. would hang out with Leitner? I mean, one day I remember going over to his apartment on an off day, and, I, and, I, and like, Stephen King is in his, like, <laughs> in his living room, you know? And this is, like, early his senior year and so I mean like like that doesn't happen you know and uh didn't happen much back then and, and doesn't happen now but but you know I, he was um you know quite a player delivered when it mattered most and certainly was was big time back in the day would have made a lot of money maybe Stephen King was getting inspiration for somebody a, a, <laughs> a bad guy in his book like let me get somebody who's really feared and hated hey Christian can I come down and talk to you for a little while you know, hey, hey, no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> He's Grant Hill joining us, uh, seven-time NBA All-Star, two-time NCAA champ at Duke. How would you cover Steph Curry? Wow. Uh, you know, sometimes the best defense is good offense. And uh, I, I think, you know, wear him out on the other end, try to pick up two fouls. Uh, but, you know, how he has played uh, this year, you know, after, you know, being hurt two years ago, coming back, having a fantastic season, and now uh, his play, MVP discussion, what he did last night to my Atlanta Hawks, I mean, just, it, it was legendary. And uh, painful as a Hawk uh, fan and owner to watch, but just beautiful in terms of his game. Back to that 2015-2016 form uh, that we saw. You know, I thought he really took uh really sacrificed his game 
uh, for Kevin Durant, and, and rightfully so. Kevin Durant, a great player, new environment. I think Steph Curry, people don't appreciate how he went out of his way, I believe, to make Durant feel comfortable. And, and, and then he got hurt once Durant left. Uh, but he's back to that sort of pre-Durant 2015 form. And, you know, Golden State, fun and exciting to watch. And look, we all were saying in the preseason, if they can just hold it together in the Western Conference until Clay comes back, wow, this team would be scary. But you know what? This is scary right now. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it's, 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 you know, it's unimaginable to think what they'll be once they get Clay Thompson back to form. But, you know, when you see – and J.J. Redick was as pure a college shooter as I've ever seen. He was a wonderful – you know, he made shots and the net didn't move. But is anybody compared to Steph Curry that you remember that as far as that good a shooter? You know, I had the good fortune of playing with Steve Nash in Phoenix. And at the time, I thought Steve Nash was the best shooting point guard in the history of the NBA. Historically, was a 50, was a 50, 40, 90 guy, 50% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, 90% from the free throw line. Uh, I, 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 at the time, we had not seen a point guard who shot the ball as well as Steve. Now, he was also a great passer and was at times a reluctant shooter. Uh, but Steph has just taken it to a whole nother level with his shooting, with his range, uh, with the volume of shots that he takes really has, you know, changed the game. You know, it's been a transformational guy. I think of, you know, you think of, you know, got Lou Alcindor way back in the day and how he changed the game and widened the lane, outlawed the dunk. You think of Michael Jordan uh, during his heyday uh, influence and how he changed the game also off the court culturally. Uh, but then Steph Curry, just like kind of goofy, silly looking, you know, looks like a kid out there. Uh, has become the most dangerous player in the NBA, but also has really transformed and embraced and uh, ushered in this new era of shooting from long range. But no one can replicate or duplicate what he's done. And I'm not sure we'll see a guy like him for, for quite some time. How concerned would you be if you're a Laker fan right now? LeBron's out for a month, the abdominal strain. Russell Westbrook doesn't seem like the right fit there. It's early, but is this going to be the same pattern that we see even when LeBron comes back? You know, I, I called that game last night. The Lakers played against Charlotte and, um, you know, they, they escaped with a win, the Lakers there in, in overtime. And it, it shouldn't have come to that. Uh, th this team is still trying to figure itself out. As you said, um, you know, it, at times it looks a little disjointed, you know, the pieces you question, do they all fit? Now, in fairness, you have to get LeBron back and Trevor Ariza and Taylor Horton Tucker and uh, an assortment of Kendrick Nunn. So it, it's hard to fully evaluate this team and this roster uh, right now. But, you know, one, the abdominal strain is something that LeBron has to be very, very careful with. That's something that can linger for an entire season if you're not, you know, not smart about how you treat it. Uh, but this team, you know, it's just, it's, it's a big question mark, you know, and the expectation in L.A., expectation with any LeBron James team is to win a championship. But I'm not in love with this roster. You know, I'm not in love with the pieces uh, and, and how they fit. We still have time to figure it out. I will say, though, I'll give credit, and i got to give credit to him and how he played last night and how he's been all season. The one consistent theme has been Carmelo. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony 
has really embraced this off-the-bench six-man role, uh, really shooting the ball efficiently from the field, had, I think, 29 points last night, six three-pointers made. So he's been the one sort of uh, shining, you know, bright spot for the team here. But I, I, I'm not sure. I, I really, you know, you know, the role players, the wing guys, the shooters, you know, the, the ingredients necessary, I think, to have success with LeBron I'm not a big, big fan of this roster. And in the Western Conference, you know, you get behind too far. It's a lot to make up for. They don't want to be in the spot they were in last year playing in the play-in game. But they very well could find themselves right back there at the end of the season. I know you're taking part in uh, a new initiative, uh, Start Strong. Uh, Tell the audience what that's about. Yeah, no, thank you, Dan. And, uh, you know, I partnered with uh, Dendrion Pharmaceuticals uh, to have a Start Strong campaign for – uh, prostate cancer patients. And so, you know, what's interesting, prostate cancer, uh, you know, hits all men, but disproportionately impacts African-American men. African-American men are twice as likely to be diagnosed and two and a half times more likely to die uh, from prostate cancer. So raising the awareness, uh, getting people of color in the African-American community uh, to go, to get checked, to get screened, uh, if you find it early, it can be treated and 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 and, and cure, and you can have a, a, you know go on with a successful life. Uh, but typically, in our community, in the African American community, we don't like to go to the doctor. We don't like to go uh, and get checked, and oftentimes uh, we find out and it's too late. So this Start Strong campaign is really just about game planning. You know, preparing as you would as a team in the NBA or the NFL. Uh, with your health, taking ownership. As you know, Dan, I've had loads of injury issues throughout my career, but I understand the importance of taking ownership, taking control, uh, and together with Dendron Pharmaceuticals, we're encouraging all men, but particularly African-American men, uh, to do the same. So you can go to a great website, so much information at www.startstrong.us. And uh, I just appreciate, Dan, you giving me an opportunity to talk about it. Always great to see you, buddy. Thank you for joining us, Grant. All right. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, Grant Hill, Turner Sports, NBA, NCAA analyst, seven-time All-Star, two-time champ at Duke. His father was a uh, tough running back, played in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys, played at Yale. And, uh, you know, I always thought Grant was going to go to Georgetown and uh, living in the D.C. area, then ends up going to Duke. And uh, he wouldn't have stayed four years. You know, because Coach K would have said, get out of here. You know, you're too good, which he's done with a lot of these players, that you don't need to stay. But you had these players, like Tim Duncan. He stayed all four years. Would Tim be a one and done? Or would he have gone two years? I remember watching Tim Duncan, but, you know, sometimes you'll watch a player and you go, I don't think that translates to the NBA. Because there was nothing about Tim that was spectacular. And then you realize there was nothing spectacular about him in the NBA other than he played at an extremely high level his entire career. It was just, there wasn't, he didn't make the highlights. David Robinson made the highlights. Ginobili made the highlights. Tony Parker made the highlights. Grant Hill made the highlights. But he had so many injuries because he was supposed to be the next Michael Jordan. And... The, the stuff that he went through with all of his injuries and his surgeries. and you know, He still had a pretty amazing career. 
Yeah, Paul. You know, there's never going to be another college player that's as famous for as long as Christian Leitner was. He played 148 games at Duke. Yeah. Kyrie Irving played like 11. Zion played 31. Yeah. And, you know, Leitner was a household name by a sophomore, end of a sophomore year. And he played in big games, and he performed as well as anybody in the history of the sport in big games. He was polarizing. But there's one thing you can never take away from Leitner. When you wanted the shot, he wanted to take the shot. You needed a shot, he took the shot. And when it had to go in, it did. And Leitner did that his entire career. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Back up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Last call for phone calls. This day in sports history, final results of the poll question and signing the uh, calendars, autograph calendars. By the way, don't send calendars in for us to autograph. We have ones, a limited number that we will uh, sign and send out uh, for those. Go to danpatrick.com. And if you're on the newsletter, you get that uh, first crack at getting the calendars that are autographed. Uh, football coming up this next weekend, Seattle Green Bay. And if Seattle picks up Odell Beckham, is he in the lineup? Russell Wilson will be playing. I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to play, even without practice. Kansas City at Las Vegas. If Las Vegas picks up Odell. Like, I'm, I'm wondering about how he might change what's going on this weekend. Cleveland will be at New England. New Orleans at Tennessee. And the Rams will be at San Francisco. What were the uh, final picks that where we thought? I thought Odell would go to the Saints, but Sean Payton has come out and said they don't have the money for Odell. Fritzy, where did you have Odell Beckham going? I thought Odell Beckham was going to go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, okay. Seton, you had Seattle, I think. I did, yeah. All right. You might be the leader in the clubhouse. McLovin? I, I had the Chiefs, so I don't know what Todd's talking about. But now that I found out that the Patriots are playing Cleveland, maybe Belichick signs Beckham just to get Cleveland's game plan. Paulie, I think, had Tampa. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, uh, this day in sports history. Great picture, one of the great all-time NBA pictures. 1984, Larry Bird and Dr. J got into a fight during the game. They're both fine. 7500 bucks. Mm. Uh, 1965, Willie Mays was named the NL's MVP. And in 1971, the NHL announced that it granted a franchise to Atlanta. I remember that game. I think Larry Bird at the time was taunting Dr. J and saying 42 to 6. I think Larry had scored 42 and Doc had scored 6. If, if memory serves me correctly. But uh, was that what it was, McLovin? 42 to 6? I do remember that story. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was it. I, I've heard you tell it before. Yeah. But uh, that was not did not go over well in Philadelphia. No, it did not. And then he was being held. Bird was being held, and Dr. J was punching him in the face at the time. I don't know if that was Moses Malone holding him. Yeah, Paulie. You had it exactly right. Julius Irving was 3 for 13 and had six points in the game. Larry Bird was uh, 17 of 23. Only hit one three, by the way. Made all his free throws and scored 42 points. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yes, uh, McLovin. I don't think modern fans know how much Larry Bird could torture an opponent. <laughs> like, in a way, like, when I was young, I was like, this is, he's unstoppable. Well, we didn't know what was being said at the, you know, at the court. Because I remember going to the Celtics games, 
and we had to sit up in the rafters because we were TV people. And if you were print people, you got to be able to go down low. And, uh, you know, that, that was all this trash talking. I mean, the fact that he said to Craig Elo, Elo's guarding him, and he says, where's your mom? As if your mom had just dropped him off to play in the basketball game. And, you know, he once said, I think to, he wouldn't address Dan Marley because Marley was a rookie. And he went through Barkley, I think, to say something to Marley about guarding him. Uh, my favorite, though, was when Bird was covered by Xavier McDaniel and he was with the Seattle Supersonics. And they called a timeout, and Bird came out on the floor, you know, like the last five seconds. He goes, hey, X, I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to fake left. I'm going to go right. I'm going to hit a jumper right in your face. And so Bird does exactly what he says he's going to do, and the Celtics beat Seattle. Yeah, Paul. The the one the the Portland one where he played against Portland by choice with his left hand. Left hand yeah. He was not injured. He was no. bored. Yeah. And he announced <laughs> to the he announced to the media the night before, I'm going to play this next one left handed. Imagine if an NBA player did that now and it went well. Yeah. He'd still be lit up. Uh, Fritzy had the uh, had Odell Beckham going to the Saints. Yeah, I said Chiefs, but it was McLovin had Chiefs. I had Saints. And did I have the Ra- Who did I have? The Raiders. I don't even remember. I thought, oh, you know, you said when it first happened, you're like, oh, maybe the Saints would be a fit a while ago. Yes, so you I might did. not. By the time we got to that draft, you might have taken another team. Mm, yeah. Well, I had to because I don't think we all, everybody had to take a different team. Uh, Cody in Michigan. Hey, Cody, what's on your mind today? Hey there, Dan. Hey, Cody. Uh, first time, long time. Real excited to be talking to you. Just wanted to wonder what your thoughts are about Jawan Howard in Michigan, uh, Tom Izzo, Michigan State. Again, me and the wife, big fans. I want to sign calendar, but I'm not sure I can let her see Seton like that. <laughs> Have a good day, Dan. Thank <laughs> All you. right, Cody. Thank you. Uh, I don't know that much about preseason rankings here. You know, I, Michigan State, I thought, was going to get Imani Bates. I thought Izzo was going to get him because he's from, you know, the Detroit area. But uh, I ended up going to Memphis. Yes, McLovin. Isn't it funny how much more famous the coaches are no, in college basketball? That's, that's what college. That's when we fill out our brackets. A lot of it has to do with the coaches because we know who those those people are. Uh, Todd in North Carolina. Hi, Todd. I just uh, was making a comment about your last uh, segment. I was in grad school when Leitner and the boys were playing at Duke in the nineties, and I'm a big Tar Heel fan. But I can appreciate you know those players back then. And I was just curious where you would rank Leitner in the all-time you know, college list. First team, second team? Oh, I think it's generational. Thank you, Todd. But Leitner's on the short list. Um, I don't know. You know, I think Lou Alcindor is the greatest college player of all time, and it's not even close. Yeah, he didn't get to play his freshman year, or he, he would have won four national titles. Um, Bill Walton was spectacular as well. Um, but there are just so many players down through history. And, and, and if we're going to look at championships you won, how long you stayed, you know, he went four years. He goes to the final four. He wins two of them. Patrick Ewing was incredible. Uh, Akeem was great. Jordan was great. Just Maravich was great. There, there are too many players. But if, if you said um, Leitner's on my team, I like my chances. I just love he was never afraid. And and he wasn't the you know the most skilled guy, 
I think I take that back. He was skilled. He was not the most athletic. He was just really, he understood the game. He, he was very good at understanding the angles, and he was not afraid. And a lot of guys, you get to the big moment, and that's when, you know, it almost like more confidence came out of Leitner, if that's possible. He wanted the ball in a big-time situation. And most of those times, he was great. Let's go around the room, what we learned on the program. I'll start with uh, back left with Todd Fritz. Grant Hill tells us the famous author Stephen King would hang out with Christian Leitner back in the day on the Duke campus. Nice. <laughs> That's got to be weird. You're walking in and Stephen King is there. Yeah, McLovin? Uh, D. Blandino said when he was head of officials, he would have called Tony Crenna on Monday. He said, what, are, what were you doing? No, you can slow down. You know, what were you, we're running out of time. What are you doing? Okay, right, thank you, McLovin. Satan O'Connor. Christian Leitner is so famous, he was on Time's 50 Most Beautiful list. Yeah. yeah. Pauling? Steph Curry has missed one free throw this year. Yeah. 50 out of 51. Todd, what did I learn? Matt Jones may look like the neighborhood paper boy, but there are stories about his intense competitiveness. Yeah, he used to yell at Coach Saban, like, you know, when he was on the scout team, like, hey, get a better defense out here. What we learned brought to you by M-Drive. You want to lose weight? Try M-Drive Lean Protein Powder, backed by Real Science. Help you lose weight. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for joining us. Phone calls, emails, tweets. Joe Montana on the program tomorrow. Hope you'll join us as well. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.